For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. where we take a look at life, leadership, and legacy through the lens of sports officiating. Now let's join our hosts, Jeff Cross and Chad Ozzy, as we learn how to have an uncommon drive towards success. Welcome back to Uncommon Drive, uh, the place where we talk about what it takes uh, to be uncommon in every aspect of our life. And we use the world of sports and officiating to launch uh, these conversations. Uh, my name's Chad Ozy. Uh, I am a basketball and baseball official, and I'm here with Jeff Cross, who is a Division I NCAA women's basketball official. And we are looking forward to the opportunity to share more with you today. Also look forward to hearing from you. So as you're listening to our podcast, be sure and reach out and uh, let us know questions that you may have, comments you may have, as we want to tailor this in a way that would make your drive time uh, each and every day something that would be valuable and beneficial to you. Now, Jeff, uh, last week we, uh, we started talking about this idea of success and how do we measure success. And if I heard you correctly as we were doing that, you know, one of the things that's important is to always be measuring ourselves against ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, am I putting in the amount of work that I know I can put in? Am, am I giving the kind of effort that's necessary for me? Because there, there are things outside of our control that we can't do, but we can control what we do. I can't control an opportunity somebody else gets, mm-hmm. but I can. And, and the, the phrase that I've used in the past is I like to take no's away, right? Hey, um, can, can Chad work that game? You know, if that's just the question, right? Well, then what are the things going to be? Well, no, Chad's not in shape enough to work that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, no, Chad's not making himself available to be able to work that game, mm-hmm. right? Uh, no, Chad, I'm, I'm not confident in Chad's rules knowledge to be able to work that. So the more of those no's that I can take away, it doesn't mean that I'm going to get a yes, 
but it means that the pathway to that yes is a whole lot easier. Yeah, less roadblocks, right? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and, you know, and so we were talking about some of that last week, but this week I would really love for us to then focus in on what are some of those nuts and bolts necessary to find success? And, and for some people today, this may seem a little remedial, but you know, if, if this is a brand new official even that's just starting out, or maybe one of our seasoned officials who's going to be mentoring somebody new this year, right? What are some of those things that we need to do within that world, really within any world, but specific to officiating? What are those things that we need to do to help find success? Well, yeah. Um, you know, we always need to surround ourselves with the people that we want to be like. You know, and you know that you hear those phrases all the time, right? Let's if you hang around broke people, you're going to be broke. Yep. <laughs> you know, you hang around people that drink alcohol all the time, you're going to drink alcohol all the time. That's just the way it is. So you have. I think one of the first thing, the nuts and bolts is you got to find a group. You know, we we uh, we started. Remember the very first podcast we talked about. You know, we each have a group of people that we yep. we call before and after games, and you know during the season. So you've got to find those people. And however that may be, and I know you use a phrase or a concept, and um, I'm probably going to butcher it, so I'll let you <laughs> I'll let you say it. But I'm going to try and say it first. You always want to be around people that are where you were, yep, where you are, yep, and where you've been. Am I saying that correct? Where, where you want to be. Where so I, be. I I believe that we should always be in relationship with somebody who's where I want to be. Okay. So like the. We, we talked on our first podcast about a, a meeting that Jeff and I had at a Barnes & Noble in Bradley, Illinois. And uh, we sat down, and like I said, Jeff had, he had seen me officiate a couple times at his local high school, uh, but that was about it. Uh, we'd met at a couple um, association meetings, talking about finding a, a group, right? But I knew that Jeff had answers about college women's basketball officiating that I didn't have. And I knew that he did things that seemed really amazing to me. And I didn't know if I could ever get to that level. But I knew that working college basketball was something I wanted to do. So Jeff was somebody who was where I wanted to be. And so I engaged Jeff in conversation. Now, you'll, you'll have to, to, to give me your perspective on the conversation. But this is the way I remember that conversation going. This right? This could, be, this could be great today. Um, you know, my, my question was, how? My, that was my first question. How do I do this? Mm -hmm. Right? And Jeff talked less about the how and more about the why. Why do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. And if you want to do it for the right reasons, are you willing to do X, Y, and Z? Mm -hmm. Right? So he had me, he, he sent me away from that meeting with three pieces of homework. And I don't know if you remember what that homework was or not, mm, but you, you <laughs> sent me, you sent me away with that homework. And one of the pieces of homework was to, to get a hold of a NCAA rule book and case book, right. Mm -hmm. And begin learning that to grab a, a mechanics manual, that kind of thing. Uh, the next thing that he asked me to do was to have a conversation with my high school assigner about the fact that this is what I wanted to do. So if I got a call to go work a junior college basketball game someday and that call was going to come at 2 o'clock in the afternoon and I'm supposed to work a 7.30 boys varsity high school game, am, am I going to say yes to that college game 
over the high school game, right? Uh, there was a, a, another piece that went into that, but I went away from, from that meeting and within six hours of that meeting, I had done everything on my list and Jeff had told me to email him when, when I had done them and, and I did it. And I still remember the response that I got back from Jeff was kind of like, really? Like, really? You did it? <laughs> and I found out later that there are people that come talk to Jeff all the time about, um, about wanting to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. But a lot of people come in with the idea of, well, hey, you know me. Can, can you just make this happen That's for right. me? And so to almost all those people, Jeff does something similar to what he did for me. He'll give them some homework, right? And if they accomplish the homework, well, then now Jeff's willing to invest more into them. And if they don't accomplish the homework, there's really no need to invest because that person really doesn't have the drive, the uncommon drive to do something different. And I, I don't know if you remember that conversation the same way or not. Yeah, I remember the conversation vividly. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I remember it in the detail that you remember it in, um, but I believe all that to probably be true. And um, it's, it's interesting how you think that, you know, I, I gave you those assignments, you know, like it was some sort of uh, pre-planned response that I had had. Sure. Um, I think I probably said, okay, let's see what you're made of yeah. kind of thing, right? And that's what I did. I gave you those, you know, those, those list of things to do. And I still do that today. Mm-hmm. You know, just to give you a short story of just this week, um, an official called me and had a, you know, a dilemma, we'll call it, mm-hmm. for whatever reason, between a couple scenarios and wanted to know, reaching out to me for some advice, which is fine. I'm perfectly fine with that. And one of the things this official said is that I probably should have called you two weeks ago when I made the decision that put me into this decision. Okay. Which is very true statement. Yep. So we get through it all and, you know, we go through all the possible scenarios and, you know, things that we, I, I would recommend that they do to, to get in front of the situation. And at the end of the phone call, I had said, now this person I don't, I don't talk to very often, but I talk to him some. And this person said, I said to this person, I said, you know, let me know how it goes. I Keep me posted on what happened um, and, and what what the results are because I want to know the results for a couple of reasons. Are they doing, are, are they sure. are they taking care of the situation? And two, I have an opportunity to learn here now. This is what I think you should be doing. Yeah. Did you did, give good advice? Did I give good advice? And when, when I did do that, so when I give that advice, did that advice work? And if it didn't work, this happened. Okay, so I can adjust my advice for the next time someone else calls with this same scenario. So that way I can be a better educator to the student. Yep. So I say all that, and this person was assigned with me in a game, got taken off the game that was in question Okay. that night. And it's been three days later, and I still have heard nothing. Gotcha. So that just tells me a couple things, right? They're just using me for my information. Sure. They're not really interested in, in, in keeping me apprised, which is fine. Sure. That way I know I'm not going to invest a bunch of time into someone who, at minimum, can't email me back and go, hey, listen, this is what happened, this is how it worked out, didn't work, whatever that may be, but, and then it knows how committed they are to actually being, uh, you know, getting, having the discipline to be on top, so... 
it's kind of interesting how that happens. And it'll happen on week. It'll happen every week. It'll happen all the time. And it happens not just to me, right? It can happen to a guy like you Absolutely. who's dealing with a high school guy. You know, you could be you could be sitting across the table at a Barnes and Noble on the business end of that discussion now instead yep. of, you know, the, the giving out. So um, and, and that's why I think, so like in my life to, to kind of put this in perspective there. So you're that person that's, that's where I would love to be. And so I have that relationship with you. And most people would assume that that would be a one-sided relationship, mm-hmm. that that would be, I'm getting from you. I'd like to come back to that because I don't think that's accurate, mm-hmm. but I think that's how people would see it at face value, right? You're getting I'm getting from you. Yeah, you're not really getting anything out of that relationship. I'm the one that's gleaning because you're the one that's in that spot. Yep. Then the other person that's really important to have a relationship with is somebody who's where you are. And here's why I say that. So uh, I have some people that were in uh, an accountability group uh, with me. Um, uh, Patty and Shanna and Aaron, uh, all three were in a group with me and they are awesome officials and even better people and love them to death. Right. And so because we were at similar, when, when we started relationship together, we were at similar places. We were all working, um, junior college division three basketball. That's where we were at. Um, we were, we were learning together. We were supporting each other. We were encouraging each other. And so because we had relationships with each other, mm-hmm. when people started getting opportunities, instead of us being jealous of each other that they were getting those opportunities, we were cheering them on. We were the first ones to send them a text. We were the first ones to shout them out on social media, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, because we were invested. And when you are invested in someone, it's really hard to be jealous. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. When you're not in bed, when you just see them as another person that could take games away or another person that maybe is getting a lucky break, you're not getting, then, then it's a different feel. But when you're invested and you know the work they put in, like you talked about last week, right? When you know that about them, now you are able to celebrate with them. And now almost everybody in that group has moved further than me and nobody could be happier for them than me because it's so awesome. Patty has had amazing advancements in her day job mm, and she had that. to make some decisions about officiating because of that but she's now in this amazing position and is seeing incredible things happen and uh, Shanna got to work a national championship last year and that was so cool and Aaron's now working division one basketball and so I get to turn on the tv and watch my friend mm-hmm. work a game you know and that's that's so amazing and I love that and so it makes me better because as I see the things that they're doing and we're at similar levels, now I can be emulating that and we can be supporting each other. Mm-hmm. And so most people would say, well, that's a very even then relationship because you know we're at the same spot. And then I believe that the third kind of person I need to be connected to is somebody who would like to be where I'm at, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I have, friends, I have friends right here from our own local um, high school association who I'm in a relationship like that with. Greg is a is a good friend of ours, mm-hmm. and I spend time talking with Greg and pouring into Greg, and he's he's actually been officiating longer than me, mm-hmm. you know. But but I've been at different levels than what he's at, and so there are just different things that that I know about that. And so again, most people would say that that would be one sided towards him, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm giving 
can info. So in the same way that they would see my relationship with you being one-sided, they would see my relationship with Greg being one-sided. I think that's incredibly backwards. I would agree. Because I believe that there are things that I get from being connected to somebody who's not where I'm at yet. Enthusiasm, excitement, drive. It forces me to be right back in the rule books and the case books and the mechanics manuals. Um, it forces me to be more selfless. So now instead of me worrying about whether or not I got a certain game or I didn't, you know, uh, one of the hardest things that I've had to do so far this season, I was assigned a junior college game uh, to work this year, and I got to work it with Greg. And I had to give the game back because I got a higher level assignment. And within our sports officiating world, that's, that's a very common thing for us to do when, when that stuff happens. And it was difficult, not because I didn't want to work the higher level game. It was difficult because I had to give up a game with somebody that I'm invested in and would have loved to have worked with. And I know um, with you, you know, I, when it comes to basketball knowledge and understanding and things like that, I have gained far more from you than I have given. But there are still things that I bring to that relationship. You know, so I think when we think of a mentor-mentee, and we've never used that terminology, but that, that's essentially what it is. I think Not a lot a of us, fan of it. But yeah, yeah. But, but when a lot of us think of it, we think, well, the, the mentor has to give, give, give. And that's the one reason I think that people don't want to do that. That's why they don't help others have success. Mm-hmm. Instead of realizing that entering into relationships like that actually are beneficial on both sides. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, the, the great thing about being with you know, connecting with someone who wants to be where you're at. You know, they not only do they get bring the excitement, but they bring in questions that you've heard a million times in a different way. Mm. And then when they bring it in a different way, it gets you thinking instead of, okay, I know the answer to this one, right? Stop asking my question, I know the answer. Let them finish that question and then and then you answer and like, wow, that's a different way to ask me that question. Even though I, f- I feel like I know the basis of this answer, but now I want to answer it differently. And I'm going to take this even a step further. So now I've become a better communicator by listening to your whole question and giving an answer that is relative to your question. And now we go on the floor. We're just going to talk basketball for now. And I know what this coach is going to ask me. And I stop him from asking a question. I answer the question I think they're going to answer. And that's not the question they had. And now I'm a bad communicator. Yep. All that came from just being involved with someone who wants to be where you're at. Yeah. You know, it's not a waste of time. It's only, you know, that's why a lot of people don't want to be that mentor, as you say, because they feel like, oh, I got to keep plugging in. I got to keep reaching out. I got to keep being those things. But all it takes is, is a little bit of effort by the mentee or men, yeah, mentee to ask a question. And if you're really, truly, you know, disciplined in, in, in being uncommon, you will listen to that question and you will process that question and then you'll find a way to answer that question that you've never answered that way before in your life. And that person's going to go, oh, that's a good answer or that's a stupid answer. And now I know not to use that answer anymore. It's, sure. it's like free training. Yes. It's free training that we often let go to the wayside because it's too much energy for us. Like, oh, I don't want to do it. I want to go play pickleball or whatever it is, right? Instead, we've become a better official a better salesman, a better principal, a better AD, a better teacher, whatever that is, you've become better at that because you just took a few seconds to help someone 
that wants to be where you are. Okay, so now let's, we, we've talked about this concept here. So now let's talk about the, the nuts and bolts because I believe when, when it comes to finding success, which, you know, we talked last week, how do we measure it, right? We know that that's personal. I believe that this is the key to us finding success. When we take that personal work and then we combine it relationally with other people. I don't think that we find success apart from other people. I think there are aspects that I have to bring to it that mm -hmm. other people can't do the work for me. Mm -hmm. But, but my success comes when I learn how to do this uh, together. Um, you know, uh, officiating is a team sport. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, sales ultimately is a team sport. Mm -hmm. Because you can sell all day long, but if the people in the fulfillment department mm -hmm. don't, don't take care of things, yeah, right. your sales numbers aren't going anywhere. Mm -hmm. If the people in shipping can't take care of it, yeah. you're in trouble, you know? And so, it, you know, officiating is a team sport, I believe. And so let's let's talk just a little bit about the nuts and bolts. You brought up, you got to find a group. Mm -hmm. You got to find people. How do you find the right people? Because there's groups everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yep. How, how do you think you find the right people? Well... As I've said many, many times, if we're always looking for, because I believe this group, this, you know, nuts and bolts, right? We'll mm -hmm. call it nuts and bolts. Um, you know, the your first instinct is to find a group of other officials. Mm -hmm. And, and your, your immediate instinct is to find a group of, if you're working on basketball, you want to find a group of basketball officials. And your immediate instinct is to find a group of basketball officials that work Division three basketball, like yourself. That's all you want to do, right? When really we're missing the chance of finding a group that maybe has something to add besides Division three refereeing. You know, maybe they're a, they're a second-year person working in elementary games. Maybe that's a person that needs to be in that group. Maybe there's someone who doesn't referee anymore but has in the past. Mm -hmm. And, you know, is, is seeing some, you know, some uh, backstage stuff that's happening. Oh, okay, I can learn from that. You know, and then maybe it's it's someone just a good friend. And I've always said this, and I'll continue to say this. You know, we, we, I know you said I don't like to talk about mentor-mentee relationship, and that's very much true because I believe it needs to start as a friendship. Yep. And, it, you know, and I, I want to touch on that because it needs to start as a friendship because there's going to come a time when the mentor needs to tell the mentee, you're not very good. Mm -hmm. You didn't do very well that day. Yep. And that's going to come better from someone who is your friend than it is for someone that you hear from once a month about telling you this is what you got to do to get to a certain spot. Yep. And if we don't do that, we don't find friendships. And it's just hard for the longevity of the mentor-mentor relationship. Well, how long was she, he or she your mentor? About a year. Why? Well, you know, they stopped. We weren't friends. Whatever that may be. If, if you become friends... Now, I'm not saying you got to be, you know, best friends, you know, singing Kumbaya together all the time, but you at minimum have to be friends, friends, good enough friends to where if you speak the truth, they're going to hear it both ways. Yeah. When that mentee says to you, hey, you know, Jeff, you didn't do, they didn't look like you did very good that game, you know, you got to be able to hear those things and you, it's not going to help you 
if you hear that from, like you said, one person, person that you heard from once a month, go, oh, now this person can tell me I'm no good? No thanks. So I think the nuts and bolts of it is, it's not, we, we can't put, you can't build your group with a bunch of screwdrivers. Okay. They got to be a, a wrench, a Phillips screwdriver, a hammer. There's going to be all different kinds in order to make you more well-rounded. And if those people, those three or four people that are surrounding you, they're all going to be more well-rounded by that same thing. So, yeah, I'll also give to a couple practical ideas along with that. Let, let's so, say wait, you're saying I'm not practical. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm glad that we are friends enough that I can tell you that truth. <laughs> now, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes somebody moves into a new area. They they don't know people. Sometimes somebody's coming up and they're just beginning to officiate and they don't they don't know those local groups or or whatever, right? I remember when I first came up into baseball, I came up into a local group that was not a good place, but I didn't know it because it was the only group I found. Yep, and truth? it wasn't until I got over into another group, I'm like, oh, thank goodness. <laughs> you know, what's That's going on here? I, I had no clue. <laughs> um, I, I would say that a very practical thing that you can do is look at where you would like to go, what you would like to do, Find a, a, a reasonable version of that and then reach out to the people that that assign in those areas. So if I was a, a brand new high school baseball umpire and I know that someday I'd, I'd love to work college baseball, mm-hmm. you know, and, and all. And, you know, maybe I'm, I'm 22, 23 years old. I'm out of college and I'm just trying to figure out this thing. You, know, you can go to your local college um, website you know, find out what athletic conference they're in. Go to that athletic conference. Almost every athletic conference has their assignment chairman listed. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you went to the Chicagoland Collegiate Athletic Conference, which is the NAIA conference in the Chicagoland area, you'd find my name listed as that as that baseball assigner. Mm-hmm. And you reach out to me and you ask, hey, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get connected with people that know how to do this right. I've got a name I can send that person right away. Uh, we both have a friend, Randy Fox, who does Division Three basketball. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if Randy got an email like that, he's got a name immediately that he would send out to them and help connect them with. Um, and, and you're right. It, it is going to take building a friendship relationship with that person. But it may start out as, hey, we just met. You know? Um, and then I'd like to talk about the, the nuts and bolts of how you build that. Are real simple. Number one, it's it's time. I mean, you you have to spend time with that person in the day and age we live in. That's easy. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be a, it can be a Zoom call, it can be a phone call, it can be that windshield time, right? When we're driving place to place and we hop on the phone. I would add also this: it's not again the yardstick scenario. Yeah. Don't put that kind of number on it. It's going to take time. Yeah. Not. 30 seconds time, 30 minutes time. It could take days, years, months, whatever that is. That kind of time. Yeah. You know, we live in a world of instant gratification. You know, okay, I found a mentor. I found I found the nuts and bolts pre people to be around. And, oh, I spent three days with them and I didn't get nothing. I'm leaving. Yeah. You know, it's going to take some, some real investment, some real, you know, dedicated investment to get that. So I just wanted to say No, I, I absolutely agree. And th- then... I think that that's the next word I was coming to. It's, it's going to take time. It's going to take investment mm-hmm. on the part of the person that's that's wanting to learn. Um, I remember really early, you uh, you said, "Hey, do you uh, do you want to come with me to see a game?" Mm-hmm. 
and, and I, don't, I don't know if you remember this or not, but there was a game that was about 30 minutes away from here that you were working. And there was a game that was about two and a half hours away from where you're working. It was more convenient for me to go to the game that was 30 minutes away. But I chose the night that you were two and a half hours away. And the reason I chose it was because I was going to have a captive audience for two and a half hours both ways. Mm -hmm. So I was going to get to pick your brain the entire way there. I was going to get to pick your brain all the way back about everything. And I took my iPad and I made notes and I did all that kind of stuff. And I did. I just went through question after question after question. And I learned things I never thought I'd learn. I remember that night very vividly coming back from Western Illinois University. And you called Brad Maxey on the way back from that game in a place where there's no reception whatsoever and calls are cutting in and out and, and there's kind of, and I heard you call some other guys like that and, and build it and I, I thought, oh, that's that's part of what this world is mm-hmm. is having those connections and those people. So that's important and I'd say it's important not just for somebody starting out, but if you're if you're a division three person that wants to learn what it's like to make it at the division one level and you're building those relationships, just say, Hey, is there, is there a game I can go watch? Can I ride with you and go watch? And instead of taking a $70 check to go work a Friday night basketball game, Mm -hmm. you know, that you're just working for the cash on a Friday night, Mm -hmm. give up, make an investment, Mm -hmm. give up that $70 and go ride with somebody a couple hours to a game, make life easier on them because they got somebody to travel with now. Right. You know, it, and do that. I think it, you know, it comes back to discipline. You know, so many people, as I always use the analogy, put 100 people in the room and give them that same decision. They're taking a 30-minute decision. Yeah. That's what they're doing. And, you know, they're, how come I can't find success? How come, I, how come I'm not learning anything? How come I just don't, I'm not, I'm not grasping what's happening? Well, because you took the 30-minute route instead of the two-and-a-half-hour route. Well, we'll round trip it hour to five hours. Yeah. That's why. That's why they're doing that. That's why when we talked about, you know, you know, a few podcasts before, you get up at 5.30 a.m. to go work out so you can you can have 90 minutes to do that uninterrupted so you can be disciplined in doing that. You you choose the two and a half hours. You choose the hard way. You know, I, I look for difficult things to do every day. Difficult, you know, whether it be something simple as taking a cold shower or something simple as say, you know, oh, man, it's 95 degrees outside. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to go outside, but it's 95. That's the difficult part. And you find much more satisfaction in that. And then you were able to, you know, uh, you know, you can only speak to this, but did you find more satisfaction in the, the five-hour give and take than you would have for the hour? You may have you may have learned not as much, you know, never, you know, by the time we just started getting a deep conversation, oh, pulling up to your house, you're out of here. Yeah. You know, those kind of things. And you just missed an opportunity. And we're giving these people a chance to to learn from what you just you just said mm-hmm. that it, there's 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 an advantage for giving up five hours of your day. Yeah. And what's the advantage is I can learn. I have a teacher for five hours. Yeah. I don't have them for just one. I don't want to take much of your time. That's another thing too. I'm telling you. You want to talk about nuts and bolts? So many people. They get in their own way, but I don't want to call Jeff, or I don't want to call Chad, or I don't want to call someone because they're busy. Yeah, we're all busy. We are all busy. I don't care if I'm Jeff, Chad, or the guy or girl who just started. We're all busy. Yeah. Don't use that for an excuse. You're you're just trying. You're just afraid. 
you're afraid to reach out. So I have a friend of mine. His name's Norman Moore. He's from uh, California. And Norman speaks all over the, the world, does all sorts of things. And I remember a conversation I had with him. And uh, there's a, a biblical concept that says you have not because you ask not. And Norman took and, and, and updated it and, and made it kind of hit home for a lot of people where he said, look, the worst someone can say is no. Mm -hmm. And that just leaves you where you're at. And to me, that has been so freeing. Hey, Jeff, you got time to go to lunch today? Hey, no, I don't. I'm super busy at school today. Mm -hmm. All right. I am no worse off than when I started. That's right. Yep. None. Mm -hmm. But if I say that, and just like, you know, I don't have time for lunch. Hey, but I got 15 minutes. Can I, can I stop by the office and we'll just mm -hmm. chat for a little bit? Mm -hmm. Well, boom. Now I'm ahead of mm -hmm. where I was. Hey, I absolutely have time for lunch. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go grab something. Maybe if I'm really lucky, Jeff even buys. Yeah, See, right. now I'm way ahead of where <laughs> I started right. out, right? That's right. But but I think I, I think we do. We we stand in our own way a lot. I think we have to put in that work. We have to make an investment, and part of that investment is time. Part of that investment, though, is an emotional energy. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is we're all afraid. We're all afraid of rejection. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, the. The, the emails came out and Pat, Patty didn't hire me in the conference I wanted. Debbie didn't hire me in the conference I wanted. Vicky didn't hire me in the conference I wanted. Lisa didn't hire Wait, Whoever that is, right? right? You know, we, we, we see that happen. And now we're, we're taking that as a personal rejection. Yep. Right? Mm -hmm. Of not just who we are as an official, but who we are as a person. Mm -hmm. Don't they like me? Mm -hmm. don't, don't they know how hard I've worked? That's right. Don't, don't, don't they know I've lost 20 pounds since last year? Don't they? And, and they may or they may not. Mm -hmm. You know, but again, that's, that's out of my control. But when I reach out to other people, it's that emotional investment because we're, we're worried they're going to reject. Well, that would be the reason someone wouldn't ask Jeff out to lunch for fear that I would say no. That's right. But when we understand that we are no worse off. Yep. None. Jeff's not walking away from that conversation going, can you believe that idiot that called me and asked me to go to lunch? Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, he's probably walking and going, man, I really wish I would have had time to have done that mm -hmm. today. How how neat to be asked. Mm -hmm. yep. How honored to be that somebody else would think I have something that I could pour into them yep. for a little bit amount of time. Yep. And so, um, you know, that's that's huge. So as we look at some takeaways for today about, about finding that success, one is that work that we talked about last week, measuring yourself against yourself. Mm -hmm. Not everybody else. Two, find people to connect with that can help you become who you need to be. And maybe it's because they've been there, done that, bought the t-shirt, mm -hmm. and so they can help you. Um, maybe it's that they're just people that see the world a little differently than, than you do. Mm -hmm. uh, but regardless of who those people are, there have to be people that you're willing to invest in with time and emotional energy so that they have the ability to say yes and no and mean it. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the coolest things that ever happened to me three years ago, uh, Jeff, a lot of times during the season, will send me video clips mm -hmm. so that I can learn. And when Jeff went from sending me the video clip so I could learn to sending me the video clip asking, do you think the call was right? Because mm -hmm. what it meant was he respected my opinion enough that he wanted me to be honest with him. Yep. And I remember the first time that I sent him the text back going, I think it was an incorrect call. And it felt so awkward <laughs> to send that. Like, it's like, this is not right. Like, this is not okay. But because of our friendship, mm -hmm. 
if I hadn't done that, I would have been wrong. Because that's that give and take. That's investment in one another. And it's okay. He sent me thousands of mine saying they were wrong. Yeah. So, so there was a chance for me to get one. I might have 2,000 to go to you that I'm wrong. So. That's right. I want to I wanna, uh, expand a little bit on the yardstick thing. You know, we, yep. we already touched on it. But I, I think also a point that we, we need to mention is we also need to understand when our yardstick has changed. Oh, great. Yes. You know, if we put ourselves at the, whatever, that, you know, whatever that measurement is, and you keep going about your business, and meanwhile your yardstick has changed, and you figure out why can't I, why why am I why did I stop elevating? Because you are, you're missing your chance to, to stretch, you know, to bend, not break, and that's what happens. That's why a lot of people get stuck in the same little rut because they didn't realize that you're so much better than you think you are, yeah. you know, and or whatever. You're so much more developed than you've realized it. You know, you blinked your eyes when you're ten years into, like, oh, I guess I know more than I thought. And meanwhile, you should have been stretching your yardstick more and more and more so that way you can get more out of yourself. Oh, that's a great thought. We hope that you have found this helpful uh, as you are approaching your season, as you're digging into uh, exhibition games and all that kind of stuff that's going on. We hope that you're applying this. hope you're looking for people uh, that you can pour into. hope you're looking for people to build relationships with because officiating is a team sport. And we have an uncommon drive to do it the right way. That's right. See you all next week. Thanks for being a part of the Uncommon Drive podcast. We hope that you will check us out online, that you'll give us a five-star rating, and that you'll subscribe so that we can share more content like this with you in the future. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.